For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Heather Engel. Today I'm talking with Steve Harrison. Steve is an actor who was hired to pose as the CEO of a collapsed cryptocurrency hedge fund called Hyperverse. Hyperverse investors lost a reported $1.3 billion after buying into a cryptocurrency mining operation that promised double or triple returns, but didn't actually exist. Recently, a YouTuber unmasked Steve's real identity. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Heather. Thank you for having me. Can you start by describing how you got this opportunity? What it was is I do some television work back in the UK. A friend of mine, he recommended me this agent who potentially could have some television work for me and was interested in seeing me because he'd seen my other work I'd done. And um, he presented me with the idea to come in and try out for a role as a CEO in this company, Hyperverse. Yeah, I basically met and met him. Yeah, then they just got back to me within about three days to say that I had the gig or the, the work with Hyperverse. At the time, I didn't know it was actually called Hyperverse. It was just uh, presenting a business. That's how it was sold to me. And so you mentioned that you were hired as presenter talent. Your agent told you that this was legitimate, but you still worried it was a scam. What were some things that seemed off to you, or do you want to just comment on that? Well, at the start, I was fine with it. We'd go and do some pre-wrote scripts by the agent, and I was actually fine with that because we're talking about Hyperverse and how I was the CEO of the company. And I previously, before I got involved, when I signed the contract, I had a look at Hyperverse online because... I shared this with my family and one of my sisters was like, you sure it's not a scam, it's cryptocurrency, you know, like, and I was like, well, yeah, I'll have a look before I commit or commit to continuing. And um, I had a look online and found out some information fairly quickly on family and hyperverse and it seemed absolutely fine to me. So I kind of saw enough very quickly for me to feel it was safe enough to go with this. And then when I was maybe two or three videos in, I felt like a little bit uncomfortable presenting myself as a CEO. It was a little bit like a bit more involved, you know, with who I actually was acting to be. And um, because it was like my first kind of gig like this, my only gig like this, come to truth now, um, I said to my agent, I said, like, why do I have to come across as the CEO? Because we had to create a name for myself as well. Because at first they didn't ask me for my name. It was like two or three and they were like, we need to create a name for you. And I was like, well, why do I need another name? And he was like, well, you're acting the role for the business. This is very normal in this industry. And I trusted my agent because the agent, from my understanding, is quite well respected here in Thailand. So I kind of took his word on that. And that was really it. And so you mentioned that at some point you were asked to represent yourself and the company using a different name. How did that come about? Well, that was just at the start when we were doing scripts. I just had to talk, you know, to present the business online or present the business in front of a camera. But I wasn't called Stephen Reese Lewis at that time. Now, whether those videos went anywhere, I don't know. Well, I started doing this around September, October 2021. And we had a live event meeting in December. And we had a live meeting with everyone from Hyperverse. And at that time, I didn't know 
that I couldn't say my own name when I went on this call with everyone else, like Keith Richards and some of the other hyperverse people, and that I've late recently found out from other places what they've been up to. So I went on and I said my original name because I wasn't under an alias, even Reese Lewis. So this was like probably six weeks into the gig. So maybe they hadn't released any promotional material with me as anything. When I got off the call, my agent was like, you can't use your real name. And I was like, well, no one told me this. You know, that's my name. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> and, you know, what else do I use? And uh, he said, no, we have to create a name for you because you can't be the person you are saying you are. That's when that alarm bell rang. And then he said, let me think of a name for you. And he came up with the name Stephen Reese Lewis. Do you think your agent was involved? I don't think he was involved in the scam, but I do believe he was involved in these type of roles, scams, as scams. Like he would hire people to do these type of roles, presenting business opportunities as kind of scammy, kind of pyramidy ventures, you know? I went to a shooting of his for something else, and they were presenting like a business opportunity there, and it sounded not quite pyramidy. So I think he was involved in this type of business things from companies. Look, can you get someone to present a business about this opportunity or this business about selling this product through this kind of pyramid scheme? Because it sounded very pyramidy work anyway. I've been involved in network marketing in my life and for a big company. So I know the language and the lingo that people use when they try to sell products. So I was aware of the language that's being spoken at this thing I went and saw. So to answer your question, I would say he definitely was aware of potentially hyperverse. Did you ever watch any of the videos that you recorded? Not till afterwards, not for a long time. I was really detached from the role. I kind of went in and did my work and then left it at that because I'm not into cryptocurrency. It's not my thing. Personally, I don't really understand it, if you will ask me the truth. Um, (laughs) And it's not my type of investing anyway. You know, it's not something I would consider doing. So I wasn't really involved. It was only a lot later on that I saw a few videos online and then was aware that I had a Twitter page. And this was, I did the contract for nine months. This would have been the last, I don't know, maybe two or three months of doing the work that I was aware that they were putting the videos on YouTube and I saw myself presenting in the suit as Stephen Reese Lewis and all the background information. And that was it. And then I found out I was on Twitter, which I had to force them to stop using when I left because they were still using it when I left. And I was like, you cannot do this because you're not paying me anymore. At what point in this whole process, I know you said you worked for them for about 10 months. At what point in this process did you realize that it was a scam and that Hyperverse was actually you know, a collapsing cryptocurrency? I never knew. I never knew it was a scam. I had my feelings it was a scam from what I said to you, but I was never under the impression it was a scam because the scripts I was reading never gave me any feeling to feel like it was a scam. Only those initial early stages where I questioned, my sister made me question whether I should get involved. And then when I had to present it as a CEO under a fake name, I was like, those were the only inklings I ever felt that it might have been a scam. But once that was done, the money was good for what I did, but it's not worth it. You know what I mean? To put my face out there in front of something 
you know, the public eye. And it was only when it finished that I was like, that's it, you know, it's over. You know, I did a good nine months. These companies normally I was under the impression only hired people for three months, but they liked me a lot. So they continued to roll out a three month by three month contract and they every three months they renewed it. Hence why I went to nine months. When I detached myself from the role, that was it. And because I had a bit of issue getting the last month's payment out of my agent, he tried to scam me or screw me for that, pardon my words. I had to tell him that, you know, you've got to pay me to the contracts. I have the contracts in front of me and, you know, basically that's it. And then he paid up. I threatened him, actually. I threatened to take his further. If he didn't pay me, I was like, I'll get hang you out to dry if you do not pay me. He panicked. I mean, he paid me. And then I just shut the door on this and I was just like, well, that's it then. Okay. Interesting run. I learned some skill from it. It was only when, and then I saw the videos and I was like, what? They've been scamming people. How much money? Couldn't believe it. You're talking about the YouTuber who kind of did this investigation. Is that who you're... Yeah, and yeah, the one that found my face anyway. I couldn't believe it. It's like the start of the year. I was like, well, this is a good start of the year. <laughs> yeah, my birthday is actually the start of the year on the second day of January. I was like, they've put me at the face of this company and this is what they've done. This is kind of the damage they've done to people. I was like, whoa. And so now you know, you've been outed, so to speak. Are you working with law enforcement to assist in any part of this investigation? Do you have any comment? No one's contacted me about it. I had the Guardian in Australia contact me early on in the year, and I did a short piece for them. But no one's contacted me. I had a Middle East company get in contact with me. I just talked to them and yourselves. But no one's got in contact with me about helping them or whatever. I handed over my agent's details to the Guardian and this company that contacted me in the Middle East, and they didn't get anywhere with them. The agency refused to comment, so they couldn't get anywhere with them. We've seen a lot in the news over the last few weeks about deepfakes and AI-generated images being used in financial scams. So your situation appears to be not that unusual. Do you have any advice for either actors who may be considering jobs like the one that you took or for consumers when they're reviewing and watching videos and making investment decisions? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, for consumers, be very careful what they say and how they present who that person actually is. Now, I can't believe how they painted me up to be this smart, educated university graduate seller. I have TCSEs, which is high school education. I couldn't believe what I saw. But what I know about investing is if you want to invest in any company, stock market in the US, stock markets in the UK, whatever, you must look at the CEO and look at his background. And you can find that information online at reputable websites. You know, that's one thing I would say to any investor in general, but particularly investors in cryptocurrencies, if you're presented a CEO or a guy at the forefront of the business like I was, and they tell you he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that, don't just believe a PowerPoint or a slide that they make. Actually go away and find this person online and find out whether he's legitimately a CEO. Because I think a lot of people fail to that. You know, because that is one of the golden rules when you invest is always look at the CEO of the company and look at their track record in the business. You know, how have they done with companies? How have they bought bigger companies higher in the industry? Have they made money on the stocks? 
you know, what's that CEO like as a person? So that is my probably best tip I could give anyone that is faced with anything or AI auto-generated or someone like myself is go and check out that CEO or that person of that company's credentials. And also, I suppose one more piece of advice, never believe get rich quick. In my opinion, there's no such thing as get rich quick. You know, what I read after is ever about what they're offering customers. I'm like, you shouldn't be even considering that. That is not realistic. That's not even sustainable. That screams Ponzi scheme or fake, in my opinion. So always be realistic with a percent return of your investment. That would be my second thing. And don't be caught up by the hype. Yeah, so that's my consumer advice. I'd say those are my two points. Well, Steve, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, no worries. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Heather Engel. 